0: All right, welcome back to Sarcasm Colored Glasses with your host, Jay, and another review. And this review will be um, spoiler-free version of Birds of Prey, the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Mouthful right there and managed to get that one right for once. Um, But uh, so I will be doing this one spoiler free just to give you an overall feeling of um, how the movie was. And I would also do a separate one as a bonus um, so we can do a little more in depth about um, specific parts of the movie. And, you know, we can discuss and really like if you're not worried about stuff or if you've seen it, just want to talk about it. Okay, so anyway, so. Already I told you about my preconceptions of this movie based off of the uh, commercials and what I believed from the uh, the title and stuff and how, how I felt about this movie already, which is really not good, right? Um, this is something that appeared and sounded like complete trash. And it also, um, with the misleading title and spoke already about like, how those things irk me and irk all of us, right? When they just take something out of comic history and use it in the wrong way. And um, but, you know, strangely enough, was hearing these like amazing reviews about it, um, even from like Rotten Tomatoes, it got like, I think, 88 percent and no, 83 percent. And for anything to get like above 80, you need to be like Oscar worthy with them. Right. You know, so to hear that they're reviewing this so highly and this is something that sounds like complete garbage. You know that's let's say like you know not that I go off of any of that stuff, but in, you know my ears start to perk up, and I'm just like, oh, maybe I should pay more attention to this. And so, um, as I was going to see it anyway, because I have to see every Marvel and DC thing um, to really just you know just be the type of nerd geek that I am. <laughs> but you know it's always better when you know you feel that the movie that you're going to see might actually be good, right? Um, you're not seeing it just to see it, which you might do anyway. And anyway, getting down to the actual movie um there is all these preconceptions about it and um, uh, having my own and when you know hearing those things so then I started to look a little bit deeper into it just before I saw it, right? So I started looking like, okay, so from the commercial I see, you know, Harley doing, you know, Harley stuff, whatever, and looks a little silly, looks a little stupid. Um, there's some random villain. Um, and there's, you know, a bunch of other chicks. I hear huntresses in there, and um, I don't know who these other girls are. So, you know, I do a little bit of research and you know, see who are these other girls. And so I saw huntress, I saw um Black Canary, and um, you know, obviously. You know, big fan of Arrow and previous to, you know, Loving Black Canary previously. Um, I see Renee Montoya, and I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Um, it, And, you know, looking, doing a little bit of research on that. And let's go back to the 1990s, this awesome time of history when Batman the Animated Series was out. And there was, you know, with Batman, you've got Gordon, and then you've got those two cops that were always, you know... Following around on the case, they're always the ones that are right there, right? And, you know, obviously Harvey Bullock and his partner, Montoya. And research on that. And actually, the character was created for the animated series and then preemptively put in the comics, just to, um, you know, I guess give it the establishment first, but was originally done for the series and then put, and put in the comics just before that, just so it could be, you know, a character of the Batman history. And, um, but obviously, you know, we've gone through our years of watching the show and so you know, you know who these cops are, so... And here's one that who's portrayed in the movie, right? And oh and so, you know, okay, getting a little more excited. And then, you know, it said Cassandra Kane. I'm like, that name sounds pretty familiar to me, and I can't quite place it. So do my little Google search, due diligence, and like, wait a minute, Injustice. So Injustice, um, well, obviously fighting game, not relevant to this right now, but um, one of the Batgirl skins was Cassandra Kane in a pretty freaking badass skin too, right? Like it's kind of like robo bat Girl, um, like kind of like assassin type. And I'm like, oh, researching. it's like, okay, so that was one of the other bat Girls. Okay, great. I'm like, okay, and now I'm really getting into this, you know? And, um, so and this is just going into it, right? So I'm like, okay, so thinking about it. So then I've said, go watch the movie. Um, all sorts of, Expectations all over the place. I mean, mine, I like to keep it at zero for all movies because you know, I feel like then you can't be disappointed, right? Um, but I found that I, I really was liking this movie. It was um it was very funny, but it wasn't just straight funny. Like I liked the story and the the build of the characters. And for me, like a movie, what makes a movie great is the characters, right? You know, it's it's you can have like even with Suicide Squad, right? You had the the characters. Well, the characters like obviously Harley and Deadshot stole the freaking movie, right? And um, which also makes you excited to see like a movie with Harley pulled out from there, since you liked her so much. But then you're like, oh, this is what they're doing with it, ah. But um, but hey, I was pleasantly surprised at that. And so the the characters' stories, the development, the way they interact. All of those things are really what make you interested in a movie and also the relatability of the characters. And I felt that, you know, all of these separate different um the the female actresses in here, um, well the characters we're talking about the characters, um, the actresses perform the characters very well. Um, to you know, if we were talking about it on that level. Yes, they did great performances of their character. And um with the characters you felt like they were relatable you felt you felt their story which is really what you should be doing with the movie what makes you like something because obviously if you can't relate to them then it's like you, know, you you're you're kind of just watching something you know um so anyway so I'll I'll go more in depth of what I felt about these particular characters in our spoiler free th- in our spoiler version because I don't want to give too much away and I don't want to put things in your head other than the fact that you know, this is something worth watching. And so, um, whew, lost my train of thought. So, anyway, so, um, a lot of the, the, the big thing about like what was not liking about this movie per- perceived before it even came out, right? Um, one thing being that, you know, it's, you know, it's Harley movie, Birds of Prey. And you're like, if you think about your comic knowledge, you're like, Birds of Prey, like, one, they're like a hero group. And two, they got nothing to do with Harlequin. So, what the fuck are they doing? You know, why are they using this name? And then, you know, you are completely misleading you? And, you know, people have said, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's a, a Harley movie really, you know, it's just everything else is just backdrop. Um, and really to set that straight is it's it's not a Harley movie. It really is a Birds of Prey origin story where Harley is kind of like she's just there, you know? It's not that she's not there, but she's uh, the... Uh, How would you say? She's basically the driving force of this origin story. You know, it's her bringing everything together. Her antics and everything are joining these women into a place where they can become a hero group. And that flipped everything around because the biggest thing that we're upset about was a name, right? And so and then you think about it, it's like, they actually got it right, you know? It's like, okay, so here is the Birds of Prey, you've got your, your top title line, and then you've got your undercurrent of like, you know, Harley's Emancipation, because, you know, obviously, it does have the flowing undercurrent of her, you know, separating from the Joker and getting out on her own, and you know, whatever everything that has to do with that, right? So, but that is the undercurrent, not the main focus. And something else to um, that somebody kind of mentioned to me is to to think about it like Deadpool, right? You know, Deadpool was not serious. There was a lot of like fourth wall breaks and. Um, you know, like the violence was like crazy and like comical, right? And um, so, and and that's kind of how I felt with this, you know, once you like kind of put that mindset in your head, it's like, it's not trying to be like Deadpool, but it's um, along those lines because when you're thinking of movies, you're not, you know, if you're thinking about um, Captain America or Man of Steel, um, Thor, you've got different emotional feelings going on, like the level of like comic relief and stuff you know um thor ended up being very comical um captain america threw in little things here but it was kind of like more or less you know it was like a serious thing and um man of steel super dark (laughs) um and so you're you're gonna have different feelings you know um i think if batman came out in this movie it might feel weird because it's you know it's this kind of almost cartoonic type stuff going on um and then you've got this brooding serious character while it, it made sense in um, in a suicide squad for his like brief moments there in interacting but like you know also that joker um was way darker and serious and psychotic in a like a different kind of way um than the you know harley joker thing that we're we're used to you know if you're thinking about like i mean honestly think about the animated series think about how harley was on everything it was everything i mean she's basically a comedian she's comic relief um and it really got to the core of that character we really didn't i felt like it felt odd in suicide squad and really didn't get a chance to really go in depth with um the the Harley character. I mean, she totally stole the show with um, Will Smith as he always does (laughs) in Deadshot. But at the same time, you really barely scratch the surface. And I do one thing, if you are somebody that's uh, watched Suicide Squad, I I recommend that you watch the extended version. And I don't know why they do this with DC, but like the same thing with um, Batman versus Superman. Extended versions are way better They cut out so many things that are actually pretty crucial to the plot and make it feel less rushed. Um, Not to say that Suicide Squad wasn't rushed, but like the thing they did, I mean, they cut out like, I think, like 20 minutes out of it. And a lot of the scenes that they cut out were like Joker Harley things, you know, and so... Giving more background to that gave it completely different feel towards the movie and different flow because the biggest complaint about the movie was it didn't flow it was very chopped up it was sped too fast and things like that so those pieces that are added back in there give it kind of full picture it wasn't as as impactful as the um, expanded, um, extended, uh, complete version of Batman Superman versus the not complete theatrical version, which was like night and freaking day. Um, but it did make a difference, and so, but this this movie really brought more of her out, and it also brought more towards the character that you're used to, and seeing that brought to life. And I thought that that was great. You know, it's like, you've got the acrobatics, you've got the um, the, the literal psychosis, um, but like in a funny way, you know? So um, think about like, you know, like, if you're thinking about emotional feelings, think about like Deadpool, you know? And and I think that you're kind of set for the way that this movie goes. And um, and also like, uh, also, you know, it seemed like the, the random villain, right? And it ended up being, you know, Black Mask, which is, of course, not on the top line of like Batman villains. But if you have watched, you know, read the comics, watched this animated series and some of these other movies, you've seen the guy with the black skull mask, right? He was just, I mean, he pretty much just one of the thugs, like, you know, he was kind of like a sort of kingpin type guy, but like much lower level. Um, And so, again, taking things that you aren't, that you haven't seen before and aren't just like you know like oh here's the riddler here's the penguin and you know here's joker it's you know things that are from the batman comics but brought out victor's ass who has been featured in gotham and also very briefly in um I believe the dark not the dark knight, it was uh Batman Begins. Yeah. Um, but like if you weren't looking for him, you would know him, right? And um this Zaz was very, very much more true true to the comics. Um, while I loved the the, the um, Gotham Zaz, this guy, he was like, you know, he was really like, okay, this is this dude's a psycho, you know, and they brought out the whole thing of the scars and stuff. Um, so if you like familiar with these characters in the comics and you get super excited so that's even even just like you know getting that information this is all the stuff that trailers left out um and while i feel trailers shouldn't give everything away also i feel that they should also give a, a proper feeling of what you should be getting from the movie you know um like if you're if they really like introduce the characters a little bit better not just like All these, like, just showing the random things of Harley and just made the commercials all about, like, Harley broke up with the Joker and now she's going crazy. When that is so, so low level to what the movie really was. And um, there's so much other stuff going on. And that was, like, really, like, buried down there. Nothing, I don't want to say it's buried, but, I mean, obviously, it was there. But there's so much more important stuff that this movie really presents um, as an origin story. And, um... So, you know, like commercials definitely could have done a better job of it. Um, without giving too much away, which is what I'm trying to do right here. You know, I'm telling you about the characters that were there, and things that got me excited, but I'm not telling you about what happened, right? And so, and hopefully this is something that will get you excited and say, like, okay, you know what, actually, I wasn't thinking about going to see this movie, but you know, now, now it sounds like something I really want to see. Um, and I, I hope that that's what you feel. And if it is, then please let me know. Um, or if you do go see it, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I didn't like that anyway. That was trash or whatever, even though I don't think that's what you'll Thing. um but it, it, it let me know either way you know it, it somehow i might be wrong but <laughs> unlikely right um so anyway that was my feeling about the movie um definitely um take that into heart and go in there with an open mind and you know do your do your research onto the characters because one thing is they really were very true to the comic character and that's really where we want these movies to start going i think dc's finally starting to learn their lesson that seeing the characters not so much the story from the comics but the characters as they would behave act, think, and interact with each other, this is what we want to see more of. Um, not so much more we want to see like, oh, you know, like issue 23, I want to see that story brought to life. That's not what we're asking for. We just want to see how the characters are supposed to be behaving. We don't want to see like, you know, they had biggest problems with the early X-Men is the characters didn't behave the way that they were in the comics and cartoons. That was not our Cyclops. That was not our Storm. Um, barely even our Xavier. Definitely not our Sabertooth. And, you know, and as they evolve and they do their, you know, um, Days of Future Past, like reboots and stuff to try to, like, fix the timeline from the way that they had fucked it up in the beginning, they start to get down towards, that's my Storm. That's Jean Grey, you know, and and then we start liking it more but like the thing with the X-Men is like it's gone so far down the line that people are like by the time it starts actually getting close to the characters people are tired and not even watching it anymore but i digress we're talking about um, this dc movie here and you know and this is this is what we want to see more of and i hope that they keep doing it this way i think that i think that they finally've heard our message and they're doing us right. So anyway, let me know what you think about the movie. Um, and definitely my advice: go see the movie, and uh, and then come back here or hit me up on Twitter at uh, HJism, um, or. Hashtag Jayism on um, Instagram. That's not the pound sign, actual hashtag spelled out. Um, or drop comments here, whatever. I don't care. Fucking hell, Whatever. Do whatever you want. But anyway, go see this movie. And um, I hope you're seeing clearly and your prescriptions failed. Until next time.